Hello, welcome to the first episode of Random Books, and today we are reading R.L. Stein's Goosebumps Stay Out of the Basement. We're only reading chapter 1 and chapter 2 because it's like literally 9 o'clock in the evening. So, yeah. So, let's. Started. Chapter 1. Hey, Dad. Catch. Casey tossed the frisbee across the smooth green lawn. Cassie's dad made a face, squaring into the sun. The frisbee hit the ground and skipped a few times before landing under the hedge at the back of the house. Not today. I'm busy, Dr. Burroughs said. And abductorly turned and looped into the house. The screen door slammed behind him. Casey brushed his blonde hair back. Off his forehead. What's his problem? He called to Margaret, his sister who had watched the whole scene from the side of the Redwood Garage. You know, Margaret said quietly. She wiped her hands on the legs of her jeans and held them both up, inviting a toss. I'll play frisbee with you, little, for you for a little while, she said. Okay, Casey said with a stretched little llama. He walked slowly over to retrieve the frisbee from under the hedge. Turning to the next page. Okay. Turning to the next page. Margaret moved closer. She felt sorry for Casey. He he and their dad were really close, always playing ball or frisbee or Nintendo together. But Dr. Brewer didn't seem to have time for that anymore. Jumping up to catch the frisbee, Margaret realized she felt sorry for herself, too. Dad hadn't been the same to her, either in fact. He spent so much time down in the basement, he barely said a word to her. He doesn't even call me princess anymore, Margaret thought. It was a nickname she hated, but at least it was a nickname, a sign of closeness. She tossed a red frisbee back. A bad toss, Casey chased after it, but it sailed away from him. Margaret looked up to his golden hills beyond their backyard. California, she thought. It's so weird out here. Here here it is, the middle of winter, and there is, isn't a cloud in the sky. And Casey and, and I are out in jeans and t-shirts as if it... We're in the middle of summer. She made a driving catch for the wild toss, rolling over the main cured lawn and raising the frisbee above her head tournamentally. Show off, Casey muttered, unpressed. You're the hot dog in the family, Margaret called. Well, you're a dork. Hey, Casey, you want me to play with you or not? He shrugged. Everyone was so edgy these days, Margaret realized. It was easy to figure out why. She made a high toss. The frisbee sailed over Casey's head. You chased it, he cried angrily. 
putting his hands on his hips. No, you, she cried. You, Casey. You're 11 years old. Don't act like a two-year-old, she snapped. Well, you act like a one-year-old, was his, was his reply as he girdily went after the frisbee. It was all Dad's fault, Margaret realized. Things has been so tense over since he started working at home, down in his basement with his plants and weird machines. He hardly ever came up for air, and when he did, he wouldn't even catch a frisbee or spend two minutes with either of them. Mom had noticed it too. Margaret thought running full out and making another grandstand catch just before colliding with the side of the garage. Turning to the next page. Is that the next page? Yep, that's the next page. Having Dad home has made Mom really tense, too. She pretends everything is fine, but I can tell she's worried about him. Lucky lucky catch, Fasto, Casey called. Margaret hated the name Fasto even more than she hated Princess. People in her family joking called her Fasto because she was so thin, like her father. She was also tall like him, but she had her mother's straight brown hair, brown eyes, and dark color. Don't call me that, she hived from the red disc at him. He caught it and at his knees and flipped her back to her. They tossed it back and forth without saying much for another ten or fifteen minutes. I'm getting hot, Margaret said, shielding her eyes from the afternoon sun with her hand. Let's go in, Casey tossed the frisbee against the garage wall. It's dropped into the grass. He came trottering over her to her. Dad always plays longer, he said. Purposes and throws better. You throw like a girl. Give me a break, Marley groaned. Give him playful shove as she jogged back to the door. You throw like a chapanza. How come Dad got fired, he asked. She blinked and stopped running. The question had caught her by surprise. Huh. His pale, wrinkled face turned serious. You know, I mean, why? He asked, obviously, uncomfortable, uncomfortably. She and Casey had never discussed this in four weeks since Dad had been home, which has been unusual since they were pretty close being only a year apart. I mean, we all come out when so he could work at the Polytech, right? Casey asked. Yeah, well, he got fired, Margaret said, half whispering in case her dad might be able to hear. But why? Did he blow up the lot or something? Casey grinded. The idea of his dad blowing up a huge campus science lab applied to him. No, he didn't blow up anything, Margaret said, tuggling out a stand of dark hair. Bonus, Bontis worked with plants, you know. They don't get much of a chance to blow things up. They both laughed. Casey followed her into the nailing stripped and shade cast by the low rinse style of the house. I'm not sure exactly what happened happened, Margaret Margaret continued. Still half whispering, but overhead had dad on the phone. I think he was talking to Mr. Martis, his dimpler head. Remember. The quiet little man who came to the dinner that night, the barbecue girl, caught fire. Casey nodded. Martis fired dad? Probably, Margaret whispered from what? 
still has, still hasn't been it still hasn't been the next chapter yet, which is surprising. Um, overhead, it had something to do with plants. Dad was growing some experiments that had gone wrong or something. But Dad's real smart. Casey insisted, as if Margaret was arguing with him. If he experiments went wrong, he'd know how to fix them. Margaret shuddered. That's all I know, she said. Come on, Casey, let's go inside. I'm dying of thirst. She stuck her tongue out and moaned, uh, demonstrating her t dire need of liquid. You're gross, Casey said. He pulled open the screen door, then dodged in front of her so he would get inside first. Who's gross, Mrs. Brewer asked for the sink. She turned to greet the two of them. Don't answer that. Mom looks very tired today. Margaret thought of her mother's eyes in the first strands of gray, and her mother's shoulder-length brown hair. I hate this job, Mr. Brewer said, turning back to the sink. What are you doing, Casey asked, pulling open the refrigerator, removing a box of juice. I'm devilating shrimp. Yuck, Margaret explained. Thanks for the support, Mr. Brewer said, dryling. The phone rang, wiping her shrimpy hands with a dish towel. She hurried across the room to pick up the phone. Margaret got a box of juice from the fridge, popped the straw into the top, and followed Casey into the front hall. The basement door, usually shut tight when Dr. Brewer was working down there, was a slightly ajar. Casey started to close it, then stopped. Let's go down there and see what Dad is doing, he, he suggested. Margaret sucked the last drops of juice through a straw and squeezed the empty box in her flat hand. Okay, she knew they were probably, she knew they probably shouldn't disturb their father, but her curiosity got better of her. He had been working down there for four weeks now. <clears throat> All kinds of interesting equipment, lights, and plants had been delivered. Most days he spent at least eight or nine da oh, oh, hold on. Oh, no, 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 I did not want to, um... Hold on. Okay. At least eight or nine hours doing what? Four weeks out. Lights and plants had been delivered. Most of the days he spent at least eight or nine hours down there. <coughs> um, He hadn't shown it to them once. Yeah, let's go. Margaret said. It was their house, too, after all. Besides, maybe their dad was just waiting for them to show some interesting. Maybe he was hurt that they hadn't both came to downstairs. All this time, she pulled the door open, and the rest of the way... And they stepped in... Oh, come on. And they stepped into the narrow stairway. Hey, Dad, Casey called excitedly. Dad, can we see? They were halfway down the stairs, and their father appeared at the foot of the steps. He glared up at them angrily. His scrim strangely grained under the floss's light flicture. He was holding his right hand, drops of blood falling into his white lab coat, stayed out of the basement. He bellowed in a voice that never had been heard that never heard before both kids shrank back surprised to hear their father scream like that it was usually so mild and soft-spoken stay out of the basement he replied, holding his bleeding hand don't ever come down here i'm warning you okay it's almost gonna be like 12 minutes so i guess i'll do the next chapter tomorrow at 2 30.
so I'll see you guys tomorrow.